The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I'm thinking I need to call out CNN. I, I really am. I'm thinking as we kick off the third hour of today's show, I really am thinking I need to, well, I got to get a couple of things out of the way here. First of all, I, I think we need to let the president have his say. Uh, Mr. President, CNN is running a headline that says Trump defends giving highly classified info to Russians. You are fake news. See? See, I'm not the only one. Mr. President, CNN claims you are defending giving highly classified info to the Russians. You are fake news. And why is the president able to declare that fake news? Well, because when the president decides to share information with someone, it might have been classified the second before he shared it. But the minute he shares it, it is no longer classified. It is unclassified. It is declassified. It ain't classified. So CNN, you can say that all you want with that lower third on the screen, but he didn't share highly classified information by the very nature of what he did. Now, I'm not endorsing it. I'm not excusing it. I'm just telling you that based on what it is, the president by his very nature is allowed to share that information and it is officially declassified when he does that again might have been not advised to do it if i were talking to the president but it is not illegal and it is no longer classified when he does it so cnn uh you in fact are fake news right there you absolutely are fake news when you do that so you got to cut it out and and that's uh, that's a big deal. Now, McMaster was out there in front of the press at the briefing. Spicer brought McMaster out for just a few minutes and McMaster spoke of the president's schedule. He didn't talk about initially about the situation with the Russians, but he did come back to it after he was questioned on it. And he he said that the president didn't do anything incorrect or inappropriate. 
So let's all take a breath and step away from it. Was it what we would have done? Was it what we would have advised? No. But it was not illegal, and it was not a uh, it was not a violation of any big classified information. Now let's go back to the campaign, if you will. And we can talk about what the president said about Hillary Clinton, but it was all in reference to Hillary Clinton's emails. And it was all in reference to what uh, FBI Director Comey had said about Clinton's emails. Remember? We can't hand over our government to someone whose deepest, darkest secrets may be in the hands of our enemies. Well, that statement kind of flies in the face of the General Flynn story a little bit, too. A little irony there. But remember when Trump talked about Hillary not being safe. I don't think it's safe to have Hillary Clinton be briefed on national security because the word will get out. And the irony continued just a little bit more. We can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. Those are all going to come back to haunt the president. Now, according to what General McMaster said, we didn't really screw anything up here. But all three of those quotes are going to come back to haunt the president. All I guarantee you. And you're going to see him in commercials. You're going to see him... In, in statements made by every by Pelosi, by Schumer, by Maxine Waters, all of them. So just, just get ready for it. But CNN, you cannot keep using the statement that Trump defends giving highly classified info to the Russians because technically, honestly, legally, theoretically even, it was no longer highly classified the minute he decided it was okay for the Russians to hear it. Okay, case closed, right? Uh, Charles Krauthammer weighed in on all of this. Krauthammer talking about the hypocrisy, not just on this, but but on the uh, Jim Comey situation and how the Democrats are full of soup on both sides. I don't think that's the phrase he used, but here's Krauthammer from Fox the other night. Uh, I think these statements are completely irresponsible from the DNC. They have no idea what was revealed. They have no idea the, the gravity of it. Uh, it can be, perhaps it's not, but this is just pure opportunism and a reflex reaction, and particularly since their candidate for the presidency had been spilling classified information, some of the highest level for a year and a half, and uh, the Democrats pretended it either wasn't a problem or that it should be ignored. It's rather unseemly. Having said that, the issue is we don't know what the information was. Probably the content of it is not the problem. What it sounds as if is that we have an ally who's infiltrated uh, into ISIS, and this might have helped the Russians uh, see that, and perhaps knowing the Russians, that information would be spilled elsewhere, because after all, the Russians are allied with Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, others. Uh, so that information could spread. It's something like what happened some years ago when there was a leak from the Yemen branch of Al-Qaeda. And we learned about the, uh, I think they, they had advanced uh, operations in terms of blowing up airliners by hiding electronics and by leaking that. 
we revealed that we had somebody inside. The operation was then you know, blown, and that was the end of that source of information. So this is, it's not as if it hasn't happened before. It's possible. We're not sure how much of a breach it is, but it, if it did hinder our relations with an ally who's already infiltrated inside, it could be a problem. So Charles Krauthammer is the one I go to for clarity on this stuff, not just for what happened, but how it could have deep-reaching effects and consequences. And he first lines it up to understand that what the Russians are out for is leverage. And by Russia grabbing onto this information, they might be able to use it as leverage against or with one of their allies who are against us. So Russia's in the business of getting intelligence that becomes currency. And that's, what's, that's what he's talking about there. And then he compared it to, interestingly enough, the, the situation where we had somebody inside the, um, the space of, of Libya when they were bombing planes, when they were getting explosives on planes. And we're sitting here talking about this situation, which is ISIS trying to find a way to put explosives on computers and laptops and then get those on passenger planes. Interestingly enough, that's that's a, a fascinating parallel to the same kind of terrorist activity, is it not? And yet here we are years later. Are we compromising someone we have on the inside of the ISIS operation that's working on miniaturizing or, or shrinking explosives? It's uh, I know it's a strange parallel. Is it a reach for me? Maybe it is. But Krauthammer brings up really important stuff. We need to protect our assets in terms of intelligence, meaning the people on the ground who have either infiltrated or are out there trying to infiltrate ISIS and stop them in their tracks. And if, if Russia is then privy to that information and can use it to trade with Iran and Hamas, that puts us in a, in a bad spot, a really bad spot. And especially if this is an American who is there, an American spy, an asset we have developed and placed in that situation. So much here, so much here, and it's, it's a lot deeper than, than just what you've seen on, uh, on the Washington Post website or what you've seen in those stories and those reports. And I don't think they're giving it a, a full look when the networks go after it. You're getting hair on fire on one side, and you're getting a, an ultimate defense of the president, which brings me back to today's vital question of the day. Where do you stand? Are you still with President Trump? Do you still support him? I need you to go to Twitter, at StuntBrain, and participate in today's vital question because I want to know. Currently, most of you are okay with it. Most of you are fine with it. Although there are some of you who apparently, like 3 or 4% of you are apparently drifting off the beam. Just a little. Uh, yesterday on the show, we talked about the new Miss USA, a young lady who works for the government, a young lady who is a, a chemist, somebody who uh, the second person from Washington, D.C. to win and uh, she in a row back to back wins. But uh, at the end of the the tournament, she or the tournament. Yes. Competition. She was asked if she believed health care. Affordable. They use the term affordable health care. Affordable health care was a right or a privilege. And she initially said she believed 
It was a privilege. And then I think she made some contradictory statements. I felt like she did pageant speak. And yesterday when we posted the story on The Blaze, a few of you responded and questioned whether or not my, uh, my sanity had left me. And I said, well, that does happen on some days. But, uh, uh, you know, I am, I'm a person who's willing to take criticism. But the more I thought about it, the more I investigated the comments from the new Miss USA, I also realized I'm right about pageant speak. I'm absolutely 100% right about pageant speak. You don't believe me? Well, I dug up the proof. When we get back, I will play for you yesterday's clip, and then I will play for you a prime example, maybe one of the best examples of pageant speak, or as it's known, double talk, circular talking, and you'll hear it and go, why, yes, of course, you're a genius. We'll do that next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. You know, I was talking about this story from yesterday with the brand new Miss USA uh, from uh, Washington, D.C. Second Miss USA from Washington, D.C. Two years in a row, or as they say down south, two years hand running. I know you don't you don't believe that, but that's what they say. Kara McCullough a woman who works for the government. And during the Q&A portion of the beauty pageant, she was asked, is affordable health care a right or a privilege for U.S. citizens? And she said, quote, "Uh, well, well, let's let her explain because I termed it pageant speak. And some of you disagreed and called me out on it. But here, here she is. Do you think affordable health care for all U.S. citizens is a right or a privilege and why? I'm definitely going to say it's a privilege. As a government employee, I am granted um, health care. And I see firsthand that for one, to have health care, you need to have jobs. So therefore, we need to continue to cultivate this environment that we're given the opportunity to have health care as well as jobs to all the American citizens worldwide. It's kind of an interesting and circuitous statement, right? And she got called out on it from liberals because anytime the first words out of your mouth are, uh, it's a privilege. People are like, no, 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 it's not a privilege. You can't say it's a privilege. No matter what she said after that. But see, I think she circled around the topic and really didn't say much of anything, not committing to anything. And I called it pageant speak. And we put the story out on the blaze and some of you listened to it and some of you 
agreed with me and uh, some of you thought I totally missed it. And how dare I question her? Because the first words out of her mouth were things you agreed with, but the rest of it, if you follow it, if you draw the line, it really doesn't sound correct, does it? And what are worldwide Americans? What, what is all that? Uh, it, it really was a reminiscent of something we heard years ago from a junior beauty pageant contestant. Do you remember the South Carolina, Miss South Carolina beauty pageant? When the young lady was asked the question about maps and why people can't read maps, it's one of the best ever. This was what happened. Mario Lopez with the uh, MC duties. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. So we'll be able to build up our future for our children. Now, that girl was a teenager. That was a young teen. I got to give, give her a little slack. But when you get to the, the Miss USA answer, does anyone see any of you people who called me out and called me crazy? Any of you understand what I'm talking about? This is pageant speak. This is pageant speak. It is, it is speaking without really being able to make a point or to have a point. And all I'm saying is you need a point. Now, the Miss USA story will continue to go on for a while. And uh, whoever wrote, one of you wrote, and I'm sorry I didn't keep your name handy today, saying uh, she's not granted health care. I'm a government employee, and I'm given the opportunity to purchase health care. So you're not granted health care. You're given the opportunity to purchase health care. She also got in trouble for her take on feminism, which she said she would like to exchange for the term equalism, saying, I don't want to consider myself like this diehard, you know, like I really don't care about men. One thing I'll say is women are just as equal as men when it comes to the opportunity in the workplace. So she's now out and about saying she's privileged to have health care. Not that health care is a privilege, but she is privileged to have health care. And I want people to see where I was coming from. Having a job, I have to look at health care like it's a privilege. And concerning her take on feminism, well, wait a minute. I have to dial this back. When she was on GMA, she said, I am privileged to have health care, and I do, do believe it should be a right and I hope and pray that moving forward, health care is a right for all worldwide. So she completely backtracked, right? She has completely shifted her stance on this. She's not only saying that she is privileged to have health care and believe it, it should be a right, but she hopes and prays that moving forward, health care is a right for all 
worldwide. Hello, globalist Miss USA. She works at the NRC, Nuclear, Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Now you know where to find her. Uh, I, I, you know, I think when you win one of these pageants, you have to take a year off and go tour around the world and give speeches as, as Miss USA. That's part of the deal. So, uh, you know, the, the jury's still out on this one. She's now dancing uh, on the fine line of pageant speak, although she has declared she's privileged to have health care, but considers health care to be a right. I'm shaking my head. I wish you could hear it. It's empty enough. Something should be rattling around in there. When we get back, uh, I have a a fantastic letter from one of you. So thank you for that. Uh, We we also have another airline update. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just when you thought all the stupidity was done in the airline business. No, no. And guess what? It involves United once again. And an update on Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is going to talk. Yeah. Do you care? Well, you might when you hear what he has to say. I'll share that with you next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. You know, this audience, I so appreciate and love this audience. You guys are amazing. You, you never cease to amaze me. And about nine weeks ago, I started taking a product and then I started endorsing the product. It's called Relief Factor. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory that has changed me and changed my my basic physical being because I don't have pain in my knees and my hips and my back anymore. And I, I had a lot of it. I was taking handfuls of those little green gel caps that are supposed to relieve pain and reduce inflammation. Well, I don't have the pain because I don't have the inflammation because of Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Find out what Hannah found out. I just got the most amazing email from Hannah. It said, I wanted to let you know we ordered Relief Factor for my husband about two weeks ago. He's a veteran, sustained pretty severe injuries in the service, injuries to his back and spinal column. I just need you to know this is the first thing he's found that works. He's talking about Relief Factor. He used to take Percocet every day, hoping to battle the pain, but all it did was make him sick and lethargic. He's a completely different person when his pain is flaring and it's made for hard times in our house. The kids don't bother him. I try not to bother him. He turns into a man I don't recognize. We received relief factor within a few days. I haven't heard him complain about his back. He gives the kids piggyback rides again. We've actually been able to do things together like hiking and shopping, etc. 
we haven't been able to do in a long time. Hannah writes, people have to try this if you have pain in any form. It's natural, easy to take. I agree. I take it. And just the fact that it's natural and won't damage your organs is enough of a reason. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. We appreciate you, and, and we thank your husband for his service to our nation. And if you want to find out what Hannah and her husband found out, go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Check it out. Try the three-week quick start pack. It's 1995. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's Relief Factor. It works for me. It works for Hannah's husband. And thank God it does. Oh, what a great note. Thank you so much. Um, where to go? Because I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I need to get to the airport update. I also need to give you the latest news about Cosby, who actually did an interview with a radio guy out of Philly, Michael Smirkanish. And Cosby, here, here's the thing I don't understand. Bill Cosby, who's going to be on trial for all these alleged uh, sexual molestations, I guess they're rapes, whatever. He's only on trial for one. Only on trial for one case because all the others passed the statute of limitations. So Cosby gets, to, gets on the phone to Michael Smirkanish, a Philly guy, and talks to him. But he talks to him pretty much about everything but the case. He apparently will not be testifying and can't talk about the case. So wh wh what's the deal here? What's the deal, Smirkanish? Is it just for ratings? Is that it? I I'm wondering. But Cosby told Smirkanish he's not going to be testifying, that he can't testify, not in his own defense. So uh, I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, you can read the whole interview. I, I should put up a link to the interview, and I, I certainly will. Um, there's some fascinating points in the discussion where he actually quotes Gloria Steinem in his interview. But he won't take the stand to defend himself. In his own defense, I guess I guess that's under advice of counsel. Uh, speaking of airport, a couple of airport items. Uh, another oops by um, United Airlines. Yesterday, we told you about the Scorpion on the flight from Houston to Ecuador. Yeah, the one that made everybody get out of line to take off and go back to the terminal and get off the plane, grab your stuff and then get back on a new plane. Probably not too much of a delay or a hassle. No. Well, United's back in the hot seat again after a flight attendant mistakenly posted information online that included stuff that you're not supposed to post online, like the access codes for the cockpit doors. The cockpit doors are locked and secured to keep bad guys out of the cockpit. Well, United had to send out a safety alert to all its employees Employees saying that the flight deck access security procedures may have been compromised. The flight deck door mitigated by carefully following flight deck procedures. You know, remember, this information is sensitive, kids. Security information, very sensitive. Sharing it with anyone not authorized or who does not have a need to know is strictly prohibited. Yeah, well, putting it online would be sharing it with people who don't need to know it and should not know it. 
I guess, I guess, guess what's going to happen? Every plane is now going to have its access code to the, to the cockpit changed. United said, we are taking corrective action right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you very much. Also, uh, in airport news, in uh, kind of dumb airport news, an airport near the border of Ohio and Kentucky has decided the best way to help travelers relieve stress, miniature horses. Yeah, the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport now has therapy miniature horses from a local farm. They visit the ticketing area twice a month to calm down passengers in Hebron, Kentucky. A local official called the program a success, saying the horses never get old with travelers. Yeah, I'm sure. And who's the person who has to clean up? Orlando Airport was looking at putting in some therapy dog programs, but also has chosen horses. So I guess that's where we are right now. We're not telling people just to kind of kind of deal with it. We're having to bring in therapy animals. This is my emotional support animal. It's a miniature horse. No, thank you. I don't I don't want to have uh, Look, I'm dodging people in the in the terminal as it is. I don't need to be dodging horse poop. Just saying. Well, and one more wild story I told you. Yes, yes, yes. This is for real. I'm not making this up. As a matter of fact, tomorrow, Dr. Jorge wants to talk about some serious stuff, but he said he will also deal with this story. There is a frightening story about gluteal amnesia, right? Am I the first person to talk to you about gluteal amnesia? I know, I know, I shouldn't be using the technical terms. Gluteal amnesia, also known as sleeping butt syndrome, Doctors say there has been an uptick in sleeping butt syndrome or gluteal amnesia. And what, what does that mean, gluteal amnesia? Yes, your gluteus maximus, the largest muscle in your body, forgets how to wake up. People are sitting for such long periods of time that their butts are going to sleep. I, I can't make this up. I Look, I've had some creative streaks in my life. This is real. Sitting down all day can also lead to complications like FBS or flat butt syndrome. And who wants a flat butt? The muscles apparently become disengaged for so long, they forget how to wake up, and that's gluteal amnesia. But the harm to the butt sitting for such a long period of time can manifest itself in ways like poor posture, a pain in the lower back, your hips, your knees, and uh, not working your gluteus maximus on a regular basis will lead to the loss of muscle tone, including that flat and flabby backside. So how do you deal with uh, SBS, sleeping butt syndrome? Well, you, you make a point of getting up every now and then. How about you set an alarm on your on your phone that every hour or so you have to get up and take a walk. Perched on your derriere for days will cause the muscles to disengage. Uh, they call this apparently reciprocal inhibition. The process happens when there's a tightness in the hip, in the flexor that creates length in the muscle on the other side and then desensitizes it. Yeah, I know, I know. We didn't, the medical stuff I should say for Dr. Jorge tomorrow. 
for a period of time, apparently, uh, if you do this, if you desensitize the gluteus maximus and allow sleeping butt syndrome to, to creep into your life, there will be a time where you won't be able to wake up your butt. So when someone actually says, I can't wake my butt up, they actually are meaning the, the, maybe that. Maybe they mean something different. Um, to test for sleeping butt syndrome, squeeze your butt cheeks and see if they engage. I know, I know, this may be not the best discussion for the radio. I'll tell you what, tomorrow we'll have a discussion with Dr. Jorge about sleeping butt syndrome. Apparently 90% of us are sitting the wrong way anyway, which puts uh, weird pressure on our spines. We'll get into this tomorrow. When we come back, uh, no new news over the stuff we talked about earlier. Donald Trump and the alleged leak, which really isn't a leak, and McMaster standing by him, and CNN making all kinds of allegations, which really aren't true. Uh, but we will also get into a story from yesterday that has me very, very angry. It's a story that has to do with a, a veteran who served this country in Vietnam and and just got the short shrift from somebody. And I might... I might blow a gasket over this one, but I have to tell you this story and we'll get to it next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Don't forget Chris Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino, follows this show, and I bet he's following this story, which appears to say that the classified information that was declassified when the president disclosed it to the Russians last week was provided by Israel. Is that the case? We will see. We'll keep following that story. It's an important one, as Israel is one of our most important allies in the entire world, and they are ridiculously good at gathering intelligence. I just uh, have a warm place in my heart for the Israeli military right after the American military. And speaking of which, there's a story that popped late yesterday, kind of really took me by surprise and how mad I got about it, how upset I was when I read the story. And it's about a hero. It's about a, a person who deserved better than he was given. It's about somebody who served our country. Somebody who, I believe, did two tours of duty in Vietnam. George Luther Taylor, an Army veteran, passed away on May 8th. So we're talking less than two weeks ago. George Luther Taylor was buried recently in Miami, but he did not receive anywhere near the dignity and appreciation that he deserved. George Luther Taylor's family is not a wealthy family, and there was apparently a problem with his life insurance and the payment that the funeral home needed to take care of business. This Army veteran, this guy who served our nation, 
in a time when the people who served in Vietnam were not given the respect they deserved and earned. They were often spit upon and called baby killers when they came back. They were often ostracized and had a hard time getting jobs. They were some of the greatest of the American military, and yet they were treated like crap. Well, once again, a Vietnam veteran was treated like crap. During his visitation at a funeral home in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, the funeral home couldn't see it to put him in a casket. No. No, they couldn't do that because there was an argument over money, over the $9,000 that the the family didn't get from their insurance company. So instead of giving this veteran who died at 71 the tribute he deserved, they put his body on a, on a gurney, on a gurney with a sheet draped over it, and then over him, over the body of George Luther Taylor, they draped an American flag. His head didn't even deserve a pillow, apparently. It was propped up on God knows what, on a gurney. His family posted the pictures. The pictures are on, on Facebook. They've gotten thousands of shares. I posted it and said, what, is, what has happened to us? How far away from humanity have we strayed? This is so wrong. And where is this funeral home? Where are they? Whose decision was it to say, let's put a veteran on a gurney and put a flag over him and prop his head up? I wept for this guy because he fought for us. I posted it on my Facebook page. You can see it. I'll, I'll link to it as well. Rest in peace, sir. God bless your family and thank you for your service. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh.